0: Tune.
1: It's a matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder movie Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm
0: Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes Podcast. And I'm Rory M. Spence from
2: Glasgow. I don't know if I did that joke already, but...
1: <laughs> Glad to have you back, Rory.
2: Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah.
1: This is Friday and minute 10, which starts with two guys tied to a fire hydrant and ends with Neil Armstrong on the moon. Where else would he be? It's <laughs> <laughs> where you that's belong, that's, Neil. That's his home, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, he... Uh, he was a professor at the uh, college at the university, I went to. Really, I never had him as a professor, but. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. University of Cincinnati. Because huh. he is from around the Southwest Ohio area.
2: One of the weird things about Neil Armstrong is that I've seen so many photos of him,
0: but I don't think mm. I know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're usually like they have that glass thing in front
0: of him. <laughs> I have a yeah vague idea of what he looks like, but
1: yeah.
2: I know what Buzz Aldrin looks like. Mm, Yeah. I guess I've just seen him on TV more, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, back at the start of the minute, um, I love the visual here of these two dudes who are probably up to no good uh, being tied up and left for the cops because there's a very uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man vibe to it. But uh, knowing the character of Rorschach, that uh, that friendly vibe has a much darker tone to it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love the look of these guys. They just have the a nice 70s look to them, or the that, that late 60s kind of. The pants they're wearing, the facial hair, like, I don't know, just...
2: Yeah. I spotted the other guy on the right has some pretty high heels on his boots. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's scrubbing through it. Yeah. It's quite 60s.
1: <laughs> and they sure are pretty beaten up on their faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I can't really see the guy in the right's face. Mm-hmm.
0: He's not well lit. But... So we've got in this little vignette, we've got uh, credit for uh, the music by Tyler Bates, and like so many people involved in this movie, like I would have thought that that Tyler Bates was was mostly a Zack Snyder guy. Um, and then just going back, you know, through his career, like I knew he was a composer on Three Hundred because I, I have that album or that soundtrack. Um, And then, of course, this. But I wasn't aware that his composing career went back to the early 90s. And I've even found that he did a movie called uh, Tammy and the Um, (laughs) T-Rex. Is anyone aware of this movie? No. No? (laughs) Um, It stars Denise Richards and uh, Paul Walker. And Paul Walker's character is murdered and his brain gets implanted in a T-Rex, which... (laughs) maybe is a robot t-rex they i don't think they really go into like how there's just a dinosaur i mean in the trailer that i watched for it so um and if she's of course sounds like it's worth the watch
2: yeah yeah i'm gonna track that one down i think
0: okay good um i guess she plays the uh girlfriend of the robot uh (laughs) t-rex i don't know uh, but anyways, Tyler Bates was a composer on a lot of uh, Snyder's movies, of course, and then also he's also a uh, James Gunn and Rob Zombie guy, so he's he's worked on their movies as well.
1: Yeah, I noted the uh, Gardens of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, that's a great soundtrack, yeah.
0: a great score. Yeah, you guys got any notes on Tyler Bates?
1: The, the only other thing I had was uh, apparently the uh, founding member of a band called Pet.
0: Hmm. Right. and Don't another know, then. And
1: another one that uh, uh called Roseland and it said with with the world renowned vocalist Azam Ali. I've never heard of him, yeah. him or her.
0: No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, well, not that renowned. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: produced one of the uh more recent uh, Marilyn Manson albums.
0: Okay. Hmm. Um so uh, I'm hoping that these two guys are at least wanted by the police because Otherwise would they have to let him go? I mean, there's no we can't yeah. we can't see an obvious crime that they're attached to here. It's not like they're in front of a, you know, jewelry store that looks to be recently burgled. You know, it's it's just right. like I'm yeah, I'm assuming that they're wanted men. So,
1: yeah. Well, well there or, is a note.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but pretty pretty briefly
1: pretty brief and yeah yeah there's a, there's a
0: calling card i don't know if i'd yeah. call it a note yeah it's a very strange way to leave a calling
2: card because it's not it's just by chance that they saw it yeah
0: that it didn't already blow away yeah 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 because it does blow away yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right it's after. not very well thought out mm-hmm. yeah and that i mean that the Rorschach symbol or logo or whatever you want to call it, it's it's a beautiful symbol. Like uh, just the simple yeah. two R's, um, you know, symmetrically, just perfect. I like that it's messy. It's not perfect. It's not clean, it, and it's even on like a greasy, you know, piece of cardboard. Or uh, it's it's appropriate for it's sort of like a napkin to
2: me. The way it blows, mm. it doesn't look like cardboard.
0: But no, yeah, yeah
2: yeah this is, that was my main note about this little uh segment was that that was a really bad idea <laughs> if he wanted to intentionally leave a message yeah
1: he's, he's he's seemingly in that in that respect he's leaving it more up to fate which yeah okay. does that yeah. make sense for a guy who thinks of everything in black and white you know
0: mm. Mm. yeah yeah uh, let's see. We uh, we also get a credit for uh, the co-producer Wesley Collar. He co co-fo- uh, yeah co-founded uh, cruel and unusual films along with Zach and Deborah Snyder. And he's like associate producer on uh, obviously Watchmen and Man of Steel with Zach Snyder. And then he's executive producer on a lot of uh, Snyder's other movies as well as he's also on Wonder Woman and. Zack Snyder's next movie, The Last Photograph. I guess he's Ooh. producer on that as well. Let's see. We want to move on to the next uh, little vignette. Sure. All, yeah, the way, so. all the way over in, uh, I guess, Moscow or Russia. We see yep. these uh, fighter jets fly overhead, and we get a reaction shot, I guess, or we follow who appears to be Fidel Castro and... Oh, it's uh, Leonard... Brezhnev. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Initially, I thought it was Khrushchev, but apparently not. It's meant to be. Uh, Brezhnev, who was the general secretary of the Central Committee of the Communist Party, which is – I finally learned what (laughs) CCCP stood for, so – which was the position Joseph Stalin held and elevated to the highest power over the Soviet Union, so –
2: yeah, yeah, it's a name I know, but I didn't really know much about. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's played here by Martin Rice or Reese um, as Brezhnev, but this is on, this is Martin's only film role. Not hmm. sure if the, this guy just had the eyebrows, because um, if you look at uh, <laughs> photographs of Brezhnev, he has very like has a real thick unibrow kind uh, of oh, kind of yeah. look. So.
2: like like sort of
0: caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh castros played by john kobilka and his only other act- acting credit is a movie from 99 called late night sessions um but okay. he he That's works difficult. in movies like it, to me he it's like it's not unlike harrison ford in that he's a carpenter by trade so he works right. on uh, he's worked on movies like x-men 2 and 3 fantastic four 1 and 2 Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Man of Steel, Godzilla, and Star Trek Beyond, primarily as a set builder, carpenter, that kind of role.
1: So So he's he's been there nearby, and they've just called him in for these two acting roles,
0: maybe? I I mean, at least for this one, I assume it's just, hey, you got the look.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: It does look a lot like Castor. Yeah. A lot of these people, like, you could just put a beard and that hat on. Most people knew would, but like, looking at a picture of Castro now and looking at him, he, does, he is very similar. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I did just determine that, uh, you know, uh, Castro did what had visited your, uh, Russia. Oh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I was just like in the back of my mind. I mean, is that, is that something made up or, I mean, is that <laughs> something that. <laughs>
0: Well, I thought, I thought I had either seen a similar scene like this of the two of these guys. Um, but I mean, I looked up Brezhnev and Fidel Castro, like I did a, you know, Google search for that. And yeah, these guys have made appearances together. Um, not exactly like in this situation necessarily, like watching the, the, uh, trucks carrying the missiles and everything and, and all that, but yeah, they definitely had a, Peered together or were seen together quite a bit. So, Um, let's see. We've got uh, credits here in this one for uh, the editor, edited by William Hoy, and he's got the, the ACE after his name, which stands for American Cinema, or yeah, American Cinema Editors. He's worked on, or he's edited films such as Dances with Wolves, Star Trek IV, The Undiscovered Country, and Outbreak. And then later in the 2000s with uh, Fantastic Four 1 and 2, 300, and then uh, both Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes. I might see if I can
2: join that union just so I can put Ace at the end of my name. Yeah, well, nice.
0: I think you got to defect to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And Edit, which I'm not a fan oh, of doing. Right.
1: <laughs> You mentioned Dances with Wolves, so the thing previous to that, um, uh, Kevin Costner wise is uh, no way out. Okay, that's a, that's a really great early movie of his.
0: Oh, was Very William uh, Hoy on that es- as well? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Very espionagey.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, let's see. I looked up the production design by Alex McDowell, and he also has uh, RDI after his name, which I I couldn't recall ever seeing RDI after uh, someone's name, and it's probably for good reason because stands for the Royal Designer for Industry, which is a distinction established by the British Royal Society of Arts, or RSA, in 1936 to encourage a high standard of industrial design um, and enhance the status of designer. So it's awarded to people who have achieved sustained excellence in aesthetic and efficient design for industry. Um, those, who, those who are British citizens – Take the letters RDI after the names, while those who are not become honorary RDIS. And it says their okay. their work is diverse, ranging from fashion to engineering, theater to product design, graphics to environmental design. And only 200 designers may hold the distinction at any time. So the list of 200 people changes. Like Ooh, wow. I forget I forget if it was every year, but they basically have to be almost like voted in, and it. You know you can like like maybe right now maybe alex mcdowell doesn't currently have rdi you know yeah right so, yeah.
1: well so at the time of this movie being made and and or released he had that
0: apparently apparently unless yeah. you're allowed to use it you know yeah. like henceforth but i think it's a yeah. it, it i think it's while you are a member or while you are while you have that distinction so it's cool. i've never heard of that and he's worked on like a lot of my favorites, like uh, The Crow, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fight Club, Watchmen, of course, and Man of Steel. Oh, uh, they're all good production design movies as and, well. Yeah. And Minority
1: Report. Oh, okay. That's one other I
0: noted. <laughs> I, I thought it was also interesting. He designed album covers for Susie and the Banshees, The Clash, and Iggy Pop. And then did music videos uh, and production design for Queen, The Cure, Depeche Mode, and Madonna. So, so Alex McDowell is uh, he's he's gotten around, yeah. So healthy, healthy resume, yeah. Um, you guys got anything on uh, either Castro or Brezhnev? Nothing. Else. Uh, no, not really. I think Castro is quite
2: a good person to use in these things, though, because he has very recognizable, very simple. Sure. Like, sort of cues. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the hat, the cigar, and the beard. And you go, everybody knows who it is. Yeah. Good for this sort of just, yeah. like, a quick visual of them. You know instantly what's going on here. Yeah.
0: And it helps to give us that, um, not not first reference or mention of, like, nuclear war, but we see all these missiles. And, um, obviously, yeah. it lets us know, like, you know, start thinking about the Cold War and, and all that. So... All right. We want to move on to these dirty hippies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nixon needs fixing. That's the one, <laughs> one, one sign I took note of. Yeah. I
0: think there's another one you can see part of. It says – uh I think it says give peace a chance, but all you can really see is peace, uh, Chan. So I'm, I'm right. inferring that it's give peace a chance. Yep. This is another like – uh, I think, appropriate use of the song, which, because uh, again, we get oh, yeah. the, the lyrics about your sons and your daughters. So I think we had it yeah. earlier in the week, but um, I think it kind of comes back around and, and equally as relevant with this time around with the imagery of these uh, anti-war hippies. So
2: It's obviously based on the, the famous photo of someone putting a, a flower on a rifle from uh, the, the march on Washington. It was photo by I've actually looked in it a little bit because I was interested in this. Um it was by Bernie Boston. It was in the Washington Star. But why why it sort of um sparked me to research it is because I was sure it was a, a man in the photograph that was putting a, a flower in the rifle mm-hmm. when it is. Yeah. But here it's a here's a woman and I'm curious about why they
0: like obviously referenced it so
2: heavily but changed changed that.
0: Um so yeah I did a little digging and it's like they're blending a couple uh, real world events so like right, like you good. mentioned uh, the Bernie Boston's flower power photograph does show yeah uh, his name was George Edgley Harris III the 3rd on it was the march on pentagon on October 21 1967 and then there's another photo taken by a french photojournalist Marc Ribaud um, of a lone girl posturing inches away from a soldier's sheathed bayonets, and the girl was Jan Rose Casimir. So I think they're taking, they're blending those elements um, just to to make this, you know, well, we've said it numerous times like alternate reality, alternate scenario. So. Right, okay. And then there's.
2: Yeah, I, I just looked up that other photograph, and I can yeah, definitely see the, the influence of that as well from that, the way it's shot, even as. Is that angle yeah from the Mark board photograph
0: i think we're also supposed to get a little bit of the uh the Kent State shootings um kind of another yeah. real event that i think we're supposed to you know think about as well here especially with the uh all these you know sol- not soldiers but like mp's with their with their guns so
1: well with the fact that With the fact in the movie here in the scene here is with the rifle actually being fired. I mean, you know, those two other those two pictures that we've referenced. I don't. I don't think that the rifles are getting fired. At least not in in photograph form. I mean, that'd be really shocking, and that would be really. I think more cemented in our in our popular culture zeitgeist. Right, and that Um, goes back to the.
0: This yeah. is not the same timeline. That's, that's a good,
1: yeah, right. And that's a that's a really good pull though that 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 you mentioned Kent State. So that's that's the that that would be really a really big way that 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 was uh, b- brought in. Um,
0: and this is the this scene is really disturbing because you know it starts off with her, with how close she is to the end of the rifle that you know obviously once it zooms in yeah. you just see the flower and and. And then it goes off. And I think that's that's the moment where it's like things are different. It's it's horrifying thinking how close these guys are when they fire. So
2: There's something actually I looked at it a couple of times because and like sort of scrubbed through it really slowly because she's quite short and the rifle was pointed like almost above her head at the start. This is quite morbid, but he does lower the the gun. Oh, you're right. Yeah, man. Which you you wouldn't notice if you weren't <laughs> just scrubbing through it as slowly as I just did. But. Sure. No, I so see he's not shooting mean,
1: her. He's shooting above her head at someone else, though. <laughs>
2: no, I think no. she. If you if no. you go slowly, does just point the tip of the gun down
0: right before he fires. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's definitely she's she's definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So we also get the director of photography Larry Fong's name kind of hovering right above this uh gun barrel and bayonet with the uh the flower which I mean just that frame alone it, it's a uh-huh. beautiful image. Um it's shocking and horrifying but you know Larry Fong is uh <laughs> I found a quote from him saying I'd rather be a pretty okay DP than a mediocre director. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, He apparently did the uh, uh, photography for music videos like uh, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. and Van Halen's Right Now. I know he's gotten a lot more work, especially with uh, Snyder um, on 300, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, Batman v. Superman. And he's also done Super 8, Kong, Skull Island, and found Predator. I think that's the upcoming Predator movie? Is it that Predator? is the upcoming one. Okay. It's that one. um He also did uh, the pilot for Lost, the parts one and two, and then a couple other episodes, um, Walkabout and Confidence Man.
2: So that's another guy with a good, because they're all good-looking films, too. Oh, so sure. It's obviously a good DP.
1: Yeah. Uh, the actress playing the hippie girl is uh, Carmen Levine. And she was in Man of Steel as well.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. Does it say what role she was in? Uh, I could almost guess she might be in the, uh, oh, the, not truck stop, but the place where Clark's working when he trashes that guy's semi. Mm. I wonder if that's where she is, but.
1: Yeah, cause I don't remember. She, she is a waitress, but, Chrissy. Nailed it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's either there or the IHOP. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You might, I guess it could be either one. Um, well, hmm.
1: and and if that was take that, that took place in Smallville, she, you know, IHOP, right. Well, she was also in Smallville. No, of course. One episode. (laughs) She was Valentine fairy. I'd imagine that was one episode.
0: The, uh, when the gun goes off and you just see the flower petals, like that's, That's a pretty strong Mm -hmm. image as well. Yeah. Uh, Anything else for this section? Uh, Nope. Nope. I'm good. All right. So then our next segment is uh, Andy Warhol, Truman Capote in – I don't know if this is the factory, but I'm assuming it's the factory. Um, I I did a little bit of looking on Andy Warhol, and it said that he had a a few different – you know quote-unquote the factories so yeah what do you guys got on uh on this section it's interesting I didn't
2: spot uh Truman Capote until uh, I read the script that you sent me oh, okay and it said his name and I went back and looked like it obviously is Truman Capote but I didn't
0: uh I just didn't see him I don't think because I was looking at Warhol probably when I was watching yeah it. yeah that's I think that's a easy or a common you know thing to do because I, I think I Probably right there with you, yeah. first time around.
2: He's not as recognizable as as Warhol either. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, you, you probably didn't notice the naked man either. Naked mm-hmm. man? I I only I only figured it out because it was in the credits. I, yeah, I was same just here. Looking through the credits and grabbed that. And, oh yeah. And <laughs> I, had to keep, I had to keep watching. I had because at first I'm thinking, oh, is these, one of these people in the background? Or are, are, they kind of look like they have clothes on though. But then finally, it's this guy that walks behind the guy that comes in to to do a photo, I believe, probably. He kneels down, and this other guy yeah. walks in between the ca- our camera and him. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it's, his backside,
0: he's but, so yeah. much in, like, silhouette, silhouette. or so much yeah. in yeah. shadow yeah. that
1: uh-huh.
0: unless you catch his, like, ass crack, you really can't tell that he's actually <laughs> naked, so.
2: Yeah. Because it's not what you're looking at. You're <laughs> not in the frame, because obviously the painting kind of draws your eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, Warhol, so yeah it's very easy to miss that which I've obviously did even though I've watched this several
0: times mm. so something I just caught um, cuz obviously we we've got the uh the painting of night owl um kind of the same image represented you know um I think it's based off his Marilyn Monroe yeah um oh. but we've got obviously it's uh night owls focus. Vog- and behind it to the left Upper left kind of area of the screen, there's what looks to be Ozymandias as well in the background. Okay, yeah. And then something I just noticed now after scrubbing through is if you look between Warhol and Truman Capote, kind of in the very back, it looks like a series of Rorschach uh, images. Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. I was trying to work out who the, who the paint was at the, the left of the. Screen that I couldn't work out, but yeah, Ozzy Mandis is a good good call.
0: So yeah, it's this is kind of that uh we've definitely talked about it before, like this is the watchmen or the crime busters, you know, these heroes who are starting to bleed over into pop culture and now pop art. So pretty easy to yeah. to believe that they would have that kind of influence on people like Andy Warhol and
2: yeah, he did a lot of stuff with celebrities, so it would, yeah. it would make sense if there were superheroes who were these big icons, then he would be doing work related to them.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, earlier I was going to say the, the actor for The uh, Naked Man is apparently a guy named Andrew Coulthart. <laughs> and he has very, very few credits. Mm. Nothing nothing noticeable. Yeah. But then the uh, other two actors, uh, both Greggs for Warhol and Capote, Greg Travis and Greg Armstrong.
0: Yeah. I saw uh Greg Armstrong had very few credit I think he yeah. had like three credits and then Greg Travis has been in a lot of stuff. Like I guess showgirls he was in that. Um Starship Troopers, like just kind of random it's, stuff seemingly. A lot of TV. More nakedness.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it's guess. It's part, part of his contract always
0: yeah. so there needs to be a naked person in every scene with him. right, right. Um of course, we have uh credits in this section uh for executive producer Herbert W. Gaines and thomas toll and I know Thomas toll's name from like he he I, I don't know owns or started uh legendary that production company so
1: um I'm not familiar with herbert Gaines he's done some assistant directing back through the seventies to the nineties. Like on movies, uh, Manhunter and Dirty Dancing. Huh. Point Break. Shout out to Point Break Bennett. <laughs> Natural Born Killers. But then he turned on, went, went more towards the produ- production side. Okay. After that, with uh, Face Off, Green Lantern, and Geostorm. Hmm. Very recently.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> An okay movie. Geostorm? Geostorm.
2: <laughs> I never saw it. I cannot stand Gerard
0: Butler, so... <laughs> Well, it's a good thing we're not doing the uh, ultimate cut on this one because he does the voice for the, uh, the pirate. Oh, no! Really?
2: Yeah. I don't mind him in 300. Oh, okay. But, uh, he's, uh, because he just has to shout and look muscular. and that <laughs> he, can, he can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really look up a lot of stuff on uh, Capote or Warhol. Um, probably should have, but I think people are... Probably pretty familiar with with who these guys are. So,
1: well, th- a thing I think about is is the other interpretations in, in movies of the two of them, and you yeah. know, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, you know, Capote, I kind of wish he could have been just a little more baby faced. I think yeah. that th- that we that we get with the uh, two bigger movies uh, uh, about him, uh, the the one with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It yep. was actually kind of physically out of place as far as overall height <laughs> and weight, I think. Um, uh, but then the other guy that played him, that um, uh, Toby... Uh, Jones. Uh, Jones, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Toby Jones, yeah. Yeah, from uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm. That's where I know him best from. Um,
0: Captain America, I yeah, think yeah. yeah, Oh,
1: that's right, yeah. Arnim Zola. And I want to say Warhol, like I'm probably the one that I can... Really only the one I could think of there is probably like that Basquiat. Oh, okay. The, I, I think I think he was in that.
0: There was a movie with uh Hayden Christensen um called Factory Girl. And it was like okay. Sienna Miller playing, you know, I I guess the, the title role of Factory Girl who was kind of a muse for Warhol for a certain period of time. Okay. Um I don't remember who played Warhol in that movie, but it was it was okay, you know. Who's that? Um,
2: just remembered there. Uh, Men in Black 3. <laughs> uh, uh, Bill Hader played him. Yeah, yeah. There you go. As an alien. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, of of course he's an alien. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, last thing I really have is that it's appropriate that we get the, uh, for the times they are a change in lyric in this uh, little section because just it seems like we're progressing into a new era when you see the night owl painting and, and stuff like that. Like from where we were mm-hmm. with the the hippies in the, the what sixty seven mm-hmm. to here, which is probably a couple of years later. So, it, Spud Warhol is an icon of, sort mm-hmm. of modern yeah
1: As So, I was right about Basquiat and and who played him there. I was thinking, like, you know, wouldn't David Bowie be a good person to play oh, sure. Warhol? And it was. That's who it was in yet nice. huh. And then before yeah. that, though, um, just a few years before that, in The Doors, he was in The Doors uh, with uh, Crispin Glover playing him. Oh Okay, which is another perfect casting. Yeah, and I, can I can't. I can't that, remember yeah. it. I've yeah. seen. It's been so long since I've seen that one. But uh, that would be. That seems like perfect casting. Yeah. Yeah. Even better than Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not. Not to shame Bowie. I love him. I love him as Tesla. Oh, yeah, yeah. In uh, Prestige.
2: I've never seen that. Uh, I'm a huge David
0: Bowie fan, yeah. but I've, I've uh, never seen the Prestige. It's worth a watch. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not a huge uh, Christopher Nolan ah, fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, You guys have anything on uh, the little shot of the, on the moon that we get? Uh, no, uh, yeah, we have talked about uh Yeah. I think most of my notes um are in my notes for next week when we... Kind of get the majority of this scene because really all we get yeah. here is side profile kind of, of of Neil Armstrong and then of course we get the flag and the earth in the background so
2: so it reminds me of the old uh, the MTV <laughs> <laughs> this thing is yeah. just that shot is very similar yeah well in my head I haven't seen it in a long time but
1: which takes us back to minute what one or two <laughs> oh yeah With yeah the, uh, commercial oh, yeah. that yes. that eddie flips to briefly sure
0: yeah
1: yeah and i think i'll save uh, a little bit for next week on on what's going on there on the moon
0: okay um what's
1: being what, what ends up being said there yeah they say stuff on the moon huh. have you ever heard <laughs> things that were said on the moon
0: <laughs> oh, one small step all right um guys got anything else for this week
2: yeah, uh, let me just check minutes. I just put my phone down. I assume that mm. meant I don't.
0: <laughs> I'll pick it back up and check. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did we talk enough about um, legendary Thomas Tall?
0: Oh, yeah, if you got if you have something, go for it.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I think you ar- you already gave a little bit about him. Um, I mean, it's just the legendary with Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Hangover and its sequels, mm-hmm. Three Hundred, Man of Steel. You know, a lot of the DC stuff, and it apparently was more recently. You know, like I think. A Two or three years ago at, at this point was uh bought about bought out by some Chinese company. Oh, uh, okay. And I think that's kinda what uh Chris Hardwick with that with and his stuff, his nerdist stuff. Yeah. It was under it. And maybe it's still under it, I forget, but and Chris Hardwick was even is even very recently, <laughs> as of recording, uh changing his podcast around a little bit. Yeah. And, and not even calling it nerdist anymore. Instead I D ten T. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, don't know. It, I haven't listened to that in a long time. I used to listen to that all the time. I did too. No, yeah,
0: to I listen sporadically now. I I pick and choose if yeah, if it, it depends on who. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I listen to all the host the hostful.
1: Yeah, hostfuls are great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy them. Shout out to Nerdist and I guess ID10T. He doesn't need it. <laughs> all right, that's pretty much all I have for yeah. this week.
1: I'm good too. All right, Um,
0: Rory. Thank you for joining us for our first week and uh, being our first guest. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Why don't you hit all your plugs and everything you want to tell our listeners about? Sure. Yeah. Well, I have a
2: a podcast called Dog Hair Presents, which, well, Agile will have just been announced. uh, My co-host is leaving, so it's going for a bit of a change as well at the moment, but uh, it's continuing. And you can find that at dogcarenetwork.com. I also do I have a YouTube channel called "At Hangover Reviews," where I review things to watch and do with a hangover. If that's something you you're interested in. Usually movies, not not always. Sometimes things. Okay.
0: Coming <laughs> Some soon, uh, Tammy and the T Rex. Hopefully, oh. yeah, I'll get on the list. That's
2: uh, <laughs> it's definitely interesting. Well, I didn't really explain what the podcast was. There, did I? I just oh I didn't yeah. <laughs> changing without saying what it was. Uh, we'd talk about, you know, nerdy I guess I talk about nerdy things, uh and will be now with a guest host going forward, uh, for the time being. But it would just uh, take turns basically telling each other about uh various nerdy topics. Uh, comic books, movies, video games and again just get into anything sometimes we've done episodes on pirates volcanoes (laughs) uh mermaids netflix (laughs) mermaids yep done mermaids uh some a couple of interesting ones coming up which i won't spoil uh and of course travis has has been a guest on yeah talking about spider-man that's
0: well worth checking out yeah it's a lot of i I love your show so it's it's a lot of
1: fun oh thanks very much very generally about Spider-Man or a certain movie? or um, what? I kept it I,
0: because I started out my report on Spider-Man like just going through um, like through the decades essentially. And then it just kind of turned into mm-hmm. a, and then he did this and then he did this. So then I, I rewrote my report to just focus on his various powers, like what his superpowers mm-hmm. are and explaining mm-hmm. like what he can do with them and what, you know, kind of where where the idea of those powers came from as far as like, you know, their their roots in science and, and that kind of thing. So Yeah, it was
2: very
1: very interesting. Did you have an opinion on organic or mechanical web shooters? <laughs> um
0: I I'm <laughs> pro mechanical you know? <laughs> um yeah. but
2: mm-hmm. I definitely I actually like I like organic web shooters. I was like I said like i don't like the messing about with the character too much, like since it was like sort of established the mechanical ones see if there's like changing it's weird but i like well i liked in the the sam raimi movies that they just kind of went organic as a means of not bothering explaining how he managed to build them it's more efficient just to
0: they do a good job in the raimi movies of just establishing it and then moving on so i'm i'm yeah it doesn't bother me but i'm more of a fan of the um where he just creates the the mechanics for it and all that. So, so yeah, Spider check Man out, minute. uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Spider-Man. Cause, Spider cause,
1: Man cause we very nearly started the podcast with the <laughs> Spider-Man talk.
0: Oh yeah. Um, so everyone should definitely check out, uh, what, what, uh, Rory's got going on over on, um, his YouTube show and his podcast and let's see, check us out Twitter and Instagram at Watchmen minute, um, where can we be found on Facebook, Eric?
1: Yeah, the the page is at facebook.com slash Watchmen Minute, and we have our group uh, where we can d- discuss all kinds of things about this minute or in, and many other minutes. Uh, Crimebusters Listener Society is how you can find us there.
2: Get joining that, and you can disagree with me about my opinions. <laughs> I'm there, so yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. can, can, can you argue on me worry. anything yeah, I've said. Know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Interesting to see if I'm um, the
0: only guest you have that doesn't actually enjoy the movie that much. Oh no, I, <laughs> there's one um that we won't won't spoil, but we definitely have someone in the future that, uh, excellent, uh, despises this movie <laughs> apparently. So
2: okay, well that's further than me. I don't despise it. Yeah, yeah. So. And I
0: definitely enjoyed these minutes. This is a fantastic set of minutes sure. you gave me,
2: so I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I it's hard to be sure because I do enjoy this movie, but I think even if you don't like this movie, this opening credit sequence is you know pretty spectacular oh yeah so, definitely
1: but all right um anything else I think I'm good so join us next week for minutes eleven through fifteen Monday through Friday. who watches the watchmen We do we do, we do. watchmen are over.
0: I'm gathering around people wherever you roam